She's only 17. 17. New Year and welcome to episode 105 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host Justin Corbett and with me is She's only 17. 17. Officers, that man is 46 years old. Uh you might want to step in here. Who the hell is 46? <laughs> what? No! 18 and life and counting. 18 and life to go. <laughs> if you're 18, I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> man, come on, you can't do that to me. 2015 was brutal. We don't need to start 2016 brutal. I was barely singing. I'm not trying to start 2016 brutal. I'm happy 2016 is here. I'm glad 2015 has passed us. I was just singing. It's just the song. Hey, you were singing about going after a 17-year-old. No, I was not. That's not the... the what? That's a problem. No, that, I don't have that problem. We can't start with horsephilia. Whoa. <laughs> no, no horse to files on this show, man. Did you not? Or did repeat, <laughs> you give me the movie The Zoo? Yeah, but that was two consenting. Well, it was two consenting. A consenting man and a consenting horse. I don't think the horse gave his consent. Well, he's the one that was the giver, so uh, <laughs> he wasn't saying no either. <laughs> he was saying nay. nay. What or, the hell is this, nay. man? <laughs> no, dude. 2016 needs to start off totally different than what we're doing it right now, man. This is crazy. This is perfect. Oh no! <laughs> I said bring it, not bring somebody to jail. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so how are you doing, brother? Doing pretty good, man. I'm I'm really happy 2015 is over. It was an extremely hard year. Uh there was a lot of good stuff too. I mean, the, the show was great, the cons were great. Um just life sucked. Life was tough, very tough. I'm I'm looking forward to 2016. We got a lot of nice stuff on the horizon, a lot of good things to look forward to. Uh we have a lot of really cool stuff planned for the show that I'm I'm excited to tell everybody about as things unfold. Um I'm just I'm I'm living life. I'm happy. I'm ready to rock and roll. I know 2016 got to be bigger than 2015. Yeah, you're really looking forward to 017, though, right? Why? Because <laughs> you're horse fire. Shut up, man! <laughs> you bastard! You can't do that to me, man! You're going to give me a bad reputation out there. Well, you already have a bad reputation. No, I got a good reputation. Okay. Preach, please. Okay. I'm preaching it today. All right. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk some comics, because we got a lot to go over today. What were your top two books? All right, man. Number two. Spider-Man 2099, number five, by Peter David and Will Sliney. It was good. Yeah. I like it. The art is great, man. It's really good. It draws me in even more. It might not be as good as the previous issues were, but maybe because it was a filler. Um, but it's pretty cool to see Spider-Man and Captain America team take on the guy from 2099 and get their ass kicked, and then them get, they kick their ass. I think it's funny that the uh, female Captain America from the 2099 year has discovered Miguel O'Hara and who he is, and they've teamed up. To go after this guy who broke through a 2099 portal that Miguel opened, uh, he's kind of out there, you know, wrecking havoc and whatever. And they've teamed up and they've gone after him, and uh, it ends up the guy gets hit by a bus, so they didn't have to do anything really. That's freaking funny. <laughs> uh, and the police show up and they take his, you know, crazy future guns away, and he ends up stealing a cop's pistol and just starts killing people. And then Spider-Man and Captain America show up and they're ready to kick his ass. And then uh, out of nowhere, this unknown helper person shows up and saves him. At first, um, you thought it was Shield. 
<laughs> no, nah, I definitely wasn't shield. She was wearing some kind of weird pink and white. Well, no, no, no. When the, when the... Everybody's wearing pink and fucking white, man. I, what is, what is this? 2016 is going to be the year pink and white, apparently. Pink and white is evil. Well, Spider-Man's <laughs> wearing a pink and white costume, and I'm still not a huge fan of it. I like to see you in pink and white. I'm, I'm, not, in... I'm not wearing pink and white. <laughs> pink and white, comical podcast t-shirts. That looks like it would rock. <laughs> uh, that's like a, a poster for breast cancer awareness 24, <laughs> 24-7 for 365. I, like... Spider-Man's not wearing a hood. Are you okay with that? I'm glad he's not wearing a hood, but I'm still not in love with the new costume. I think it looks kind of badass. It, you know, it still looks like his old costume, just the color scheme's different. Yeah, it's okay. Cool. It's okay. It's, I don't I don't hate it as much as I, I do some of the others. I mean, I'm tired of everybody trying to look like Spider-Gwen. I really am. No one's trying to look like Spider-Gwen. They're trying to make all the spiders look like Spider-Gwen. At least not the Spider-Gwen we saw at the con. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. We're, we're through talking about Brutal 2015. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, so it was good. It had action. And you see the little surprise at the end. And you're like, oh, okay. The, the interesting thing about the whole Spider-Man 29 thing is how he flies around. You know, he doesn't shoot the webs. Now he uses boosters on his... Right. He has, he has boosters and like the webs and built into his armpit, like the gliders like Spider-Man used to have. I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's cool, but that... And, and I'll just say this real quick. An Amazing Spider-Man... How he can shoot different things out of his web shooters now, like shooting cartridge three or whatever. It's too much. It's kind of taken away from Spider Man, I think. And that's that's what I think of these shoot, these thrusters in his his feet or whatever. The more technologically advanced Spider Man becomes, the more like Iron Man he becomes. Yeah, and it takes away from who Peter Parker really is, mm-hmm. or even Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I wish they'd go back to the traditional. He only has these powers, and he he always finds a way to win despite only having these powers, kind yeah. of thing. It is what it is. I'm okay with exploring other avenues, and 2099 is definitely a better place to do that than the main Peter Parker story. At least Miguel comes from a futuristic world where everybody has futuristic tech, so it kind of makes a little more sense. It's cool how he can only go back for only hours at a time. Yeah. And then he gets brought back. Brought back. I'm sure there's all kinds of weird things that happen because of Secret Wars. Yeah. Uh, the timelines are all messed up. The planets are all messed up. I'm, I'm sure they did the best they could putting things back to normal, but I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that's still just broken as hell. And we're not going to find out about it until, you know, way down the line. 2017! <laughs> so what was your number two? Uh, my number two is actually East of West, number 23, from Jonathan Hickman and Nick Dragota. Uh, if you've never read East of West, it's really good. It's a story about this post-apocalyptic world where there's supposed to be a next apocalypse happening. And there's the four horsemen who are these four little children, or three children, rather, that are wandering around trying to bring about the end of the world for real. You made fun of me. You got an old man chasing three young children. (laughs) (laughs) Death, who's the one horseman who was not reborn, is actually an old man now, and he's kind of following them around trying to stop them. He he doesn't want the world to end because he has a wife and a son and various reasons for why he wants to keep things as they are. Uh, At the same time, what's left of humanity is kind of split off into different sections of the world. I think there's eight main uh, places. Each one of them has elected leaders that are part of this council. Except for Texas. Texas got wiped out. (laughs) Texas did get wiped out pretty early in the story. Uh, There's this old man who's kind of the innocuous guy on the council. Nobody really suspects him of anything. But the more you learn about him, the more you find out that he's pretty fucking evil. And he might actually be the guy behind a lot of the bad stuff that's happening. You know he's involved in the uh, summoning of the beast. And he's got got some alignment with the dark powers that brought about the uh, four horsemen. And in this particular issue, or last issue, he hired this syndicate to go after one of the other heads of state and kill their entire family. Um, it didn't work. So as retribution, he kills the leader of the syndicate, and then he has his people kill the entire syndicate. Uh, he has that kind of power on his own. He could go after them and just wipe them out himself, but he's using subterfuge and like hiring people, and 
it never leads back to him. Nobody suspects him of being this this like evil, twisted guy, but he really is probably the mastermind of most of the bad stuff that's happening. Well, you know, he is the face of East to West. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he kind of has become that, yeah. That, that bastard's Palpatine, man. I Yeah, I kind of see a lot of similarities there. He's a dick. He's <laughs> a dick. Uh, East to West is great. Uh, go pick up the trades. I can't recommend it highly enough. I, I love this book. Uh, I wish it came out more frequently. It feels like lately it's been coming out every two or three months, and it's just not enough for me. Yeah, I understand. I know how you feel. It's strange. It's You can't really explain it. You really can't. It's just, it's really messed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, though, because it does suck you in. Uh, the only problem, again, is with the eight worlds, all the leader bullshit, whatever, dude, just kill them off already. Get me done with it. Yeah, you get kind of worn out with the political stuff. Like, damn it. Sure, but to hell with politics. The, the stuff that's great about the book is so great that you can forgive the small... The small bad parts. Yeah, no, you turn the page like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> and you turn the page, oh! <laughs> uh, so, what was your number one? Number one, Justice League number four to seven by Jeff Johns and Jason Fabach. I try to say that in Mortal Kombat type style. How it was like okay. <gasps> okay, I thought it was one of the weaker issues of the Dark Side War so far. Yeah, I'll give you that, but man, it just, you know my love of Batman? And right now he's rolling around in that chair, he's bad god. And uh, funny part, of course, you know, just like the previous issue, like you mentioned way before, Lantern is sitting in his own chair trying to tell Batman to get off his throne. <laughs> How you like that? <laughs> but uh, you see more elements of what's happening with the guys, you know, what's happening with Superman and Wonder Woman trying to help him. Uh, and then you see the syndicate. It's a different syndicate. Oh, yeah. I was talking about before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josias and Adam aren't in this one. No, no. It's, <laughs> it's the crime syndicate. It's uh, Ultraman and, and Power Ring and Superwoman. Uh, Superwoman. And... Uh, what? Not the guy. What's his name? Not Wire. Uh, oh my God! I forgot his name. Grid. Grid. Yeah. Yeah. But then Cyborg tries to stop Power Ring by linking with the Ring and ends up downloading Grid and having his body taken over again, which was pretty badass. And then the giant explosion where they're all in the prison and all of a sudden Alman's there trying to reunite everybody. Uh, it was really cool, and it kind of ties everything that's happened in, in DC in the last year together. You know, you got the crime syndicate back, and you got the whole dark side war thing, and now all of the Justice League are powered up and you know, running amok on the planet. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like the crime syndicate's going to have to step up as their own sort of twisted Justice League and stop them. So they're going to be the Supreme Squadron? <laughs> There's a lot of similarities between uh, the crime syndicate and the Squadron Supreme. Uh, that's why I enjoy both of them quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I totally got a hard on when Owl Man came out. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> like, holy crap! <laughs> you love that guy. That guy's all... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I love Al man. It was good. It was good. There, there was a lot of wasted panels, I felt like. Um, there was too much time devoted to the Wonder Woman and Superman fight. Don't like the bondage? Well, she, she <laughs> traps him in her lasso of truth to make him see the truth about himself and return back to being Superman, which is cool. I mean, that's, that's fine. It's a reasonable way to bring him back down to Earth. But... You didn't like that it took 40 panels to I say we're going to say I'm Superman. Like, <laughs> pages to get that point across. Like they could have done it in three panels and advanced the story. I feel like there was a lot of filler in this issue. They're trying to draw you in, man. Make make you feel Superman's they're, struggle. They're trying to make money and, and make sure that they sell eight issues. Thanks, <laughs> <this> man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but it, it was good. It just wasn't great. You know what's, what's about this series? It doesn't matter. Dark Side's coming back and kick everybody's ass. Probably. So. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, but so far, so good. I've, I've enjoyed the series as a whole. All righty. What was your number one? Uh, my number one is actually way more confusing than anything we've talked about so far. Morning Glory's 49 from Nick Spencer and Joe Eisman. I think you're still a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Morning Glories. I, I have been for a long time. Yes, you are. I feel like this is the kind of book that anybody, even if they're not a fan of comics, can pick up the trades and read it and get sucked in. 
the first volume is so, so good at doing that. It's such an interesting mystery, and the pacing is just perfect. Like, they reveal things at exactly the right speed. You know, you get little tidbits here and there, and there's a big mystery that you don't really know all the answers to, and it's not something you can predict because there's so many moving pieces and so many different things that affect everything else. And I just, I love it. I love a good mystery. I think most people do. Uh, this particular issue, everything's sort of coming to a head. you got all the main kids doing their own thing. Casey's running for president on the platform that if she wins the student council president, she's going to kill the headmaster for punishing these kids and locking them in the school and torturing them. Uh, you got the science fair going on where there's the one girl who's claimed that she's going to communicate with the outside world with this phone that she's built. And then you've got the uh, sports ball game going on. I don't really know what sport they're playing. It might be volleyball or some variation of it. It's dodgeball, baby. Maybe it is dodgeball. I don't, I'm not really sure. But it has some weird rules. Yeah, and, it is really weird. Uh, every single instance that's going on with the kids, there's been some kind of decree made by the headmaster who's infallible in this you know, Morning Glory's world. Um, and every single one of these kids manages to disprove him. Casey wins the student council presidency through cheating, of course, but she does win. Uh, the girl with the phone manages to contact the outside world, and we see somebody we haven't seen in a really long time yeah. answer the phone, which I thought was super cool. Uh, and she says, I'm coming back. I'm coming to get you. Uh, and then you have the sports game going on where they've been fooling everybody into thinking they were weak players this entire time. They get to game three because of cheating again, and they manage to you know, really show their skills in the last few minutes of the game and take over and win, which disproves the headmaster one more time. Because Why's he got to be cheating? Apparently that's the, the way you get ahead in Morning Glory's Academy. <laughs> you got to cheat and you got to lie and you got to use subterfuge again to get around everything. Cheat, lie, and steal. Okay. Yeah, All right. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's a hard life out there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they end up disproving the headmaster. So does Casey. So does the, the science fair kids. And all of a sudden, this giant, massive earthquake happens, and the school's shaking. The clocks are all stopped. It was 8-12. Nobody really knows what that means. You start seeing different flashes of of different time periods. It's very confusing, but at the same time, it's extremely cool and very well done. Uh, This is issue 49. Issue 50 is going to be groundbreaking. Maybe you're going to die in that one. I could. Maybe, maybe you'll show up. I'm going to show up to try to save you and die with you. You bastard, you took me down. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. <laughs> like I'm falling in some fissure and, and Joe sends you to save me and then I pull you down and we both die. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I can only hope that happens. <laughs> you know, he's doing the art, correct? Yeah. Has it changed a little bit too? Does it look like it's changed a little bit? How so? Uh, from the beginning to now? His art style? How, he, how they're drawn? No, I think everybody's drawn pretty much the same way. I think he's changed a little bit on us. It looks a little bit different to me. Well, I mean, artists are constantly evolving. It wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I don't have a problem with it. I thought it looks better. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it in the beginning. I just think he's evolved and he's changing as an artist, and it still looks good. Uh, it's really good. I mean, I mean, I know why you're biased. <laughs> well, it's not even. It's honestly not even a bias thing. Like, I think it's really cool that I was able yeah, I to just, be drawn into the book. Yeah, I'm just throwing. I'm busting balls. It's I brutal. Really, really love the story, and I think you will too. If, if you've never read it, go pick up the first trade. It's ten dollars for the first one. You'll be hooked. Yes, you will. And I'm sorry. It's not supposed to be brutal. It's supposed to be more kinder this year. Yeah, it's amazing. And we both know Joe, and he's an amazing guy. And I would definitely, honestly recommend people pick this book up. Yeah. So that was my number one. Uh, What was your pick of the week? My nose. Of course. (laughs) No. Uh, And by the way, I need to defend myself against that. That was not me picking my nose. I was playing a joke. My daughter was messing with me, and I was pushing my nose hairs back in. His wife... 
Well, that's not much better. <laughs> Here, I got my nose hairs all over the microphone. His wife uh, posted a picture of him with his finger up his nose. You know, whether you're picking it, whether you're pushing things back in, either way, it's pretty gross. Dude. No, man, the daughter was making a joke. He's like, oh, yeah, well, watch this. I was like, ah, and then they snapped the photo. Yeah. That's something, that's some crap you would do. Well, your finger's still in your nose, and they still got a picture of it. <laughs> the circumstances behind it don't matter. Here, it's funny. smell my finger. No. <laughs> Pull my finger. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with your finger. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. All right. My pick of the week, not my nose. Star Wars, Obi-Wan and Anakin, number one, by Charles So and Mark Ticetto. It was really good. I like it because it's showing me more of the... You know how Obi Wan fails in trying to t- you know train Anakin. Anakin still his little dick ass self, and I-, I think it's really cool. It's it's stuff you didn't I didn't know. I mean I've never read the books like a lot of everybody else read every freaking Star Wars book before you go see those, the movies. Those don't matter anyways. You didn't, you're lucky you didn't waste your time. <laughs> Thank God. Then <laughs> none of those are canon anymore anyways. But I love this because it's so cool. You can see the interaction and what's going on, and the Mace Windu Emperor thing. I, I thought it was really kind of weird. Uh, there's this one moment where Mace Windu. Is talking to Palpatine, and Palpatine's like, "Who is that?" Well, he's obviously very skilled in the Force. Maybe he could use my help. And it's just, it's okay. The, like they have to show Palpatine meeting Anakin somehow, and there has to be a reason for him wanting to meet Anakin. But talking to Mace Windu and being like, "Well, maybe I can help," even though I have no Jedi training and no Force use abilities or whatever, is a little suspicious. And if they keep showing Palpatine having conversations with people like Windu, and making statements like that, it's going to be really hard to believe that in the movies, Windu had no suspicion that he was Palpatine, that he was a Sith. Because remember in the movies, he's like, what? He's a Sith? We must stop him. And there's no way that he could have those kind of conversations with him and then not have some kind of suspicion about him by the time we get to the movie. Just makes him the biggest mule in the history of movies. He's I like, idiot. <laughs> you can't really do that to Maze Windu slash Samuel L. Jackson, I don't think, right? Because <laughs> he's tired of his motherfucking Sith, <laughs> his motherfucking plan. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Oh, my God. The one thing about the book that I thought was especially interesting was the fact that I could not read it without hearing Hayden Christensen's voice <laughs> every single time Anakin talked. Because he's like, master this and master that. I swear to God, I could not stop hearing his voice. Could have been worse. You could have been hearing the kid from the first one. Jake Lloyd? Yeah. I don't know. Hayden Christensen's pretty bad. (laughs) 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 I'm not sure if that's worse. (laughs) So that added to the flavor it took away? Kind of both. Oh, man. Kind of both. It's kind of cool that they can do that. They can write things in that voice. But at the same time, they could have picked a better voice to write things in. Well, you know, I'm kind of concerned that you were able to picture him because at that time, he's only 15. 15. No. Whatever. He's in that. Christensen was like 24 when he He was was not 24. Yeah. (laughs) Look at you defending yourself. Most actors are in their 20s when they portray teenagers on TV. Look here, Chip the File. Or movies. I went there. His character. How original of you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Why, thank you. (laughs) All right. All right. right. (laughs) What was your pick of the week? My pick of the week was Rumble Number 10 from John Arcudi and James Herron. Uh, This is a book that we don't talk about a whole lot. It's a book that is always kind of close to the top of our list, but never really makes it. Um, It's really, really good. It's about this old monster. uh, Well, okay. There's this guy named Rathrock who was a monster who fought between these two different warring tribes when he was alive, which was thousands of years ago. And his body was killed, and his heart was taken from his body. But he was reborn, 
And instead of being put back into his old body, he was put inside of a scarecrow. That's fucked up. <laughs> so he's on a quest to find his original, all the pieces of his body and get put back into it. <laughs> hey, did my spleen. <laughs> and uh, in the process, he's met two human boys and befriended them and kind of become their protector. What kind of freaking show is this? <laughs> well, it should be right up your alley. Hey! <laughs> uh, of course, there are a lot of other monsters in this world. This takes place in the normal world. Um, and they all have their own agendas, too. Like, there's this one guy who's kind of a slaver, and he's imprisoned all these other smaller monsters and is forcing them to work for him. Yeah. One of the enslaved monsters manages to escape, find the boys, find Rathrock, and beg him to come and help them, come and save them. And the boys want to. Rathrock's like, no, I'm doing my own thing. But in the end, he agrees. Last issue, he shows up, and he ends up fighting the enforcer of the slaver. And the guy's like three times bigger than Rathrock. Uh, still, Rathrock manages to blind him and then st- stab him with the sword. It goes straight through his shoulder, like almost all the way to his heart, but it doesn't kill him. So this issue, that guy's like, come here, bitch. I can't see you, but I can still smell you. <laughs> and he pulls the sword out, and he starts swinging it wildly and chasing Rathrock all throughout the place. And he manages to cut off one of his hands, which is you know, pretty big deal because nobody's even been able to touch him so far in the story. Uh, so anyways, Rathrock does manage to defeat him through some interesting circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty good fight. And then he shows up just in time to save the boys because they're trying to take on the leader of the slavers armed with like a kitchen knife and baseball bat. Dumbasses. Doesn't work all that well. Uh, but Rathrock busts in the room and, and basically saves them, <laughs> cleave, cleaves the guy in half. Like he cuts him in half, saves all the, the enslaved monsters, saves the boys, and then they all go about their business. Uh, one of the interesting things, though, is the slaver's not really dead. You can see him like kind of twitching at the end of the book, which I thought was cool. To be continued. Uh, and then, even more interesting than that, the main human character, his mom's been sick because she was affected by one of the monsters a long time ago. Um, she's been in the hospital in like a coma, and everybody thought she was going to die. At the end of the issue, she wakes up, and she's perfectly okay, and he gets to go and see her and be reunited and everything. And it was a, a great way to end the story, I thought, uh, at least this arc. Um, I really enjoy Rumble. It's such an interesting, unique book. It's not really like anything else that's out on the stands. And it doesn't get a lot of press. It's not a book that gets talked about very much. So I, I really recommend going and picking up the first trade. I think you'll like that one, too. Do you think the art shies a lot of people from it? They see it, and they're like, oh, what is this thing? The scarecrow-looking thing. Matt, if you had him in a yard, you'd get no crows. <laughs> get no nothing. No. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. It's a, it's a unique style for sure. It's very like splattery and splotchy kind of looking. It's fun to me. I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's very similar to Mateo Scalera's, which you know he's obviously like my favorite yeah. artist right now. Um, not not the same because there's a lot of differences, but it's a similar kind of unpolished look, which I really like. Gotta love the sword, man. And you gotta. There's gotta be more books like you get the word to use the word cleave. <laughs> it cleaves them in half. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> love that. I love it too. So that was my pick of the week. I think Good choice. Great. Highly recommend picking that one up. Uh, so let's move on. Got money, some, money, money, money. Some early 2016 shilling. <laughs> if you enjoy the show and you want to help support us, there are a few ways you can do that. Number one is by going to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash comical podcast, where you can donate as little as a dollar or as much as you want to. Uh, any amount is appreciated, and it's real easy to sign up. Literally, all you have to do is connect it to your Facebook and then put in your information. like uh, you do, or, or an email address. You can do either one. 
but it takes like five seconds. And if you like the show and you feel like you can support us with a dollar, that would do a lot for us. I mean, we have a lot of stuff planned for this year and it's all going to cost money. And right now we got none. So <laughs> <laughs> like we got none. <laughs> uh, uh, we did, we did hit our first goal. So we have enough to pay our server costs, which is awesome. And thank you everybody so much. Uh, we have one more person sign up to help support us. And that's David Patterson from the Dave's nerd companion podcast. I don't recognize him <clears throat> anymore. No, no, he was fired. <laughs> he was, he quit. <laughs> no, he was fired. I have a better security guard. Now his name is Adrian. Oh, and he has issues. I thought you were going to say it was a 17-year-old girl. What? Oh, Jesus. Come on, man. Enough with that joke. It's supposed to be a loving year, not a brutal year. Oh, I don't know what you do with her. Hey, whoa. <laughs> I'm not the rusty nail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pedocles. <laughs> no. That is not. No, no, no. That is not canon. <laughs> no, that, that cannot be used. No? We were not planning. I said go bigger and badder. I didn't say go... To the shitter in 2016. That does a lot better, actually. That is way worse (laughs) than we've ever wanted to go. There's no coming back from that. There's no coming back from that? No. (laughs) So Dave Patterson gave us some money. Dave Patterson contributed, yeah. I can't believe it. Thank you so much for helping us out, Dave. And anybody else, like I said, if you do want to contribute, even as little as a dollar a month, it means a lot. It helps us a lot. Uh, we do have a lot of cons we want to go to. We have some cool stuff planned. We want to collect the Horseman in comics into a physical book. We can sell or give out. Um, we want to actually do some real cosplay with horse to cleaves or horse to sleeves. We were talking about that the other day, trying to get the uh, full white pimp suit and the brown horse head and the glasses and go full sleeves at cons. <laughs> that doesn't even sound right. I'm, I'm going full sleeves. <laughs> you know, make sure to check their IDs beforehand and check their age. You know? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> sleeves a lot of things, but he's no pedocles. <laughs> right? <laughs> None of them are. <laughs> okay. There is no one in that category here. Thank you. That's why I'm saying check the IDs. Just nice. To, just to make sure. <laughs> Checking them at the door. That's right. <laughs> Adrian, that's your job. Check the IDs. You must be this old to ride. Not. Whoa. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but uh, we do have a lot of cool stuff planned. So we'll tell you guys more about that as time goes by. Uh, but if you want to help us, it's greatly appreciated. So that's it for uh, shilling. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what this year holds for us individually. Okay. Uh, you have any New Year's resolutions? Well, I did. And then the calendar turned, and then they went out the door. <laughs> I tried, man. I really tried. You made it like, what, 40 seconds? What? Mm, I don't even know if that was that much. <laughs> what, what, what were your resolutions? Well, first, I want to lose weight. Okay. So to start that, I've ratched up how much I eat and how much more Dr. Pepper I drink. <laughs> so clearly going the wrong way. You should, uh, uh, should get a gym membership. That's not funny. <laughs> you know I have a gym oh, membership. You're not going to play into it? Oh, you know I have a membership already. <laughs> yeah, we had this conversation at work. Uh, I, I started saying, you know, you should start working out. You know, it's a good way to lose weight, start lifting weights and stuff. Because you said I was waving my flab at you that one day. You were waving your flab. There is no flab on these arms. There's a lot of flab on these arms. That is not flab. That's actually muscle when you relax it. Hello? No, that's flab. He's not waving at you. Well, it's... There, there's the little bump. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a mosquito bite on his bicep. Oh, so thanks, man. He's got a little bump. There's a little muscle around there. <laughs> A little bite, you bitch. <laughs> no, I said something about you should go and get a gym membership. And he says, oh, I have one. And I said... Oh, really? And what's the look at the stain? How often, how often do you go? And he's like, well, I don't know. We got it like 10 months ago. I've never been. And then he told me his wife has one, too, and she's never been either. And I'm like, why do you have gym memberships if you never go? I'm donating to charity, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> they need your money. <laughs> to function. Yeah. So why don't you go? I don't ever have the time. What gym is it? Uh, 
I asked you that question too. Anytime and you said, fitness. I don't remember. Let me get the card and check. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I know where the gym is at. You bastards right down the street from my house. Well, you didn't know the name. Because I, I got so many things in my head, man. Okay. You know, busy. I don't want to know what things you got in your head. <laughs> but why, why aren't you going? Why don't you work out? Now, now it's a new year. It's a perfect time to get motivated and start doing that stuff. Go every, you know, two or three times a week. That's reasonable. <laughs> two or three times a week? Sure. Okay. I get up in the morning, butt crack of dawn, with the chickens ain't even up, drive to work like you, spend over an hour in a car, get to work, work, leave there, tired as hell, mentally exhausted, go home, change, then go pick up the boys from their practice or whatever they're doing, then come home. By that time, it's already dark. Um, then I got to start helping the wife make dinner, whatever we're going to do, and everything else. Sit down and eat. And by that time, it's already like, oh, I'm already in my jammas. It's time to relax. And so day's done. You just got to get motivated. Instead of going home and sitting around while she makes dinner... Wait, what, what is this me sitting around while she makes dinner? I'm helping. Did you not understand that? I help. She can make dinner. Nice. <laughs> what am I getting that kitchen and cook? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're out there bettering yourself, she, she should have no problem with that. You just tell her to cook and you go to the gym. And then you come home and after a few weeks when you start showing up looking, you know, like you're in better shape, she'll be like, ooh, come here, horse, please. No, she's going to be like, ooh, who are you out there trying to impress? <laughs> Do it for her. Nice. <laughs> she wants to go to the gym, too. Okay. So I can't go by myself. Well, then after you eat, go. Don't put on your pajamas, eat, wait 30 minutes, and then go to the gym and work out. Dude. Go dude, together. I do the freaking, uh, whatchamacallit, from uh, the Goldbergs when I walk in the door. These, all sound, these all sound like excuses. I, I drop the pants and I put on the jammies. So, <laughs> so three days a week, don't do that. Nah. <laughs> and then the other time, I'm busy trying to get ready for this place. What's well, only, I mean, this is Sunday. We don't do this until noon. <laughs> you could get up at 8 and go to the gym, go home, take a shower, and then come over here. Get up at 8? Yeah. I'm trying to sleep. Did you know I'm exhausted? I'm old. Well, if you work out, you won't need as much sleep because you'll have more energy. Oh, yeah, because you go to the gym? I don't go to the gym, but I work out at the house. Uh-huh. I lift weights every single night. Okay. And I walk on the tr- uh, walk on my elliptical machine four nights a week. Uh-huh. For two miles at least. Hmm. Okay. I haven't seen I'm already down two pant sizes. Two pant sizes. I am. Well, you should have bought them bigger in the first place. <laughs> They were tight before I started. Oh, <laughs> we wearing your spandex to work? Well, they weren't that tight. <laughs> well, good for you. I'm glad you started working out. But yes, I plan on going to the gym in 2016, December 31st. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see. What's, oh, the other one was I going to stop swearing. Well, at the very least, stop, you know, stop paying for the membership if you're not going to go. That's more money for comics or more money for the show or more money for you know anything. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> i actually going to change one of the memberships over for the boy. And take him there for football and stuff. And well, my, there, there you go. If the boys want to work out, go with them. Well, my wife's going to get the one by her school, so she can take the other one. Oh, you're giving yours up to the boy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm taking mine, and I'm switching hers over for the boy, for the oldest. Okay. And she's going to want to take him the youngest one with her, because she's going to join the gym in Rosenberg, because it's like free passes all year long, free up to four passes, whatever, for your guests every for 365 days. So if I could break mine and just have her join up and me just go as a guest, I would, but I can't. So I'm just going to switch over to, to the one, the oldest boy, since he likes to work out a lot. So he's going to be the one that motivates me to go with him because he's going to want to better himself to get stronger for baseball and stuff. So I'm well, there you go. Him. That's that's actually a good good thing that's happening. So that's yeah. my plan. That's good. The other one was I was going to chop, stop swearing so much, and well, obviously that failed miserably here because someone already attacked me about being some kind of a creepo on this show and everything else. <laughs> I don't like that resolution. That's stupid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's one. I'm trying to better myself as a human and not use so many swear words, you know? How does that better you as a human? Because I don't come across with a potty mouth. I don't look like a trash. I don't look like, like brown trash. 
<laughs> Who's judging you and thinking you're trash for, for, for swearing? Everybody judges me. You judge me because you said it here, waving your flab at me. Hello. <laughs> well, yeah, for that. Nice. <laughs> I just want to, it makes me feel better. And I think Humble Podcast would be so much better if we stop all the swearing. And we took it back. Fuck that. <laughs> we went back to PG like we Fuck were. Fuck that. When we first started. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessary. We're funny without it. Yeah, but I mean. Nice. It, accentu- <laughs> it accentuates things too. So. Accentuates that. Yeah. A darn, a gosh darn it would do it. <laughs> I'm not anywhere near that cheesy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a holy Toledo. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not 1966 Batman up in there. <laughs> Of course, the other thing is I, I plan on going to church more often now, you know, bring back the religion. So what, twice a year maybe? Huh, what? <laughs> I plan on going every Sunday before I come here. Okay. So that'll help me with my swearing. I suppose. Uh-huh. So then I'll, start, I'll have a new segment called Scriptures with Reverend Cleves. No, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I really don't have a lot of, uh, well, work-wise resolutions, I wanna, I'm going to further myself in my career. What? <laughs> There's nowhere to go in our jobs. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm looking to scam more money out of them or something <laughs> to get more money. Well, that I believe. Okay. <laughs> I need more money. You find some more rules you can bend. <laughs> exactly. So that, that's, that's all I got. All what right. about you, man? Uh, well, I, everybody always says I want to work out more. I want to lose weight or whatever. And it's always very vague, very general okay. kind of statements. I'm saying by my birthday, by August of this year, I want to be down another two pant sizes. I think that's totally doable. You're going to waste away. Well, no, I won't be anywhere near wasting <laughs> away, but I'll, I'll be a lot healthier and I'll be a lot thinner and I'll, you know, I won't be so fat. <laughs> I thought you'd at least try for June so you'd have that beach body. Uh, I'm not a beach person. I know so you're not. <laughs> no worries there. Uh, but yeah, that's my main one. I want to keep up the working out, you know, still lift weights every night, walk on my elliptical as much as I can. Uh, and then, you know, the food is kind of whatever. I'm still eating pretty much whatever I want, but I'm going to scale that back. Try to eat healthier, make better choices, I guess. Um, but that, again, that's kind of a general, vague statement. Um, focus on the show. The comic, uh, I really want to work on this thing with George. I'm really enthusiastic about the idea we have. Uh, everything we've been bouncing back and forth, I think, is great. I think we can write a really good story. Uh, I just have to do it. And then I'm hoping by the end of this year, George and I will have at least three issues completely done, ready to go, art and everything and be able to try to find somebody to publish it. Cool. So I'm really going to work hard on that, both of those things. Aside from that, I'm just going to try to focus on the show and, and keep making it funny and keep coming up with new ideas and, and new funny things to do and get more interviews and stuff. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. What do you think are our resolutions as a team for Comical Podcast? Uh, bigger guests? Bigger guests. Bigger shows? Big, what do you mean bigger shows? Like more extravagant, more crazy, more insane more nutty. Or, you know what I mean? Just like... Off the chain, worse than what we've ever been. Obviously, you, you want to every year we want to ratchet up. You're like, I don't want to swear anymore, but we got to make it bigger and more crazy, <laughs> and more insane. You can do that without the swearing. Oh, golly, jeez. No. no. <laughs> okay, we got Netflix up in here, man. How about that? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. It's dirty. I don't want to Netflix and chill with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get that, but a goal for me, uh, show wise. We need to have mind control. That's another thing. Uh, <laughs> we need to have mind control. Well, when they invent the technology, I'll make sure to buy it. Okay. All right. I'll, put our, mo- I'll put our Patreon money towards, Patreon money? <laughs> towards mind control. No. And then we can be the purple men. Tell people to listen to the show. Nice. That's all we'll use it for. <laughs> listen to Comical Podcast. No, I just want to be bigger. We'll be like, drink your Ovaltine, kids. <laughs> nice. 
want to be able to get our show over the thousands an episode. Like uh, to get it on a I bigger... I mean, I, I definitely want to grow our audience, and I want to get more and more bigger guests. I mean, I would like to have Rick Remender on the show this year. I would really like to have Justin Jordan on the show. Um, maybe even some of the bigger Marvel or DC guys. It, it's just it's a matter of finding the time that they are available. And, I mean, we're constantly asking people to come on. It's just the end of the year. It's really hard to do. So I'm sure that this year we'll have just as good a crop of guests as we had last year. We had a lot of guests in the beginning of the year, if you remember. Yeah. And uh, as far as the audience, I think that'll just take care of itself. We, we put out good episodes. I mean, all the, we, we don't really get much ne- negative feedback. You know, everybody that listens to the show really enjoys it. It's going to be they, pretty soon. You swear too much. It, well, <laughs> oh, golly gee. Fuck you, guy. <laughs> uh, it's Christmas. Not Xmas. Christmas has passed. Oh, that that was funny, right? <laughs> Man, we are all over the place today. I know. Uh, <laughs> Growing the audience, like you said before, it, it takes care of itself. We put out the great shows. That's what I want. I want us to be able to put out a show that's just like, wow, great, great, great. I don't want us to have that feeling. Oh, you know how I used to have that feeling? Oh, I don't think it was very good. I never and, had that feeling. And we ended up listening to it, and it's awesome. I want to be able to have that feeling like you have. Like when we're done, like, damn, that was a good show. Damn, I want to record again. If you know, when I was down here for uh, New Year's, I was ready to record then. It was just like, be, I want to be in this room and record. That's to the point where I'm at now. I, I want to be in here and record. Hell, if we could record every day, I would, but that's too much on you. You know, I think, like, guest-wise, bigger guests, I know you have a hard-on for Justin Jordan. We need to get him in here. He's your buddy. Send you a Christmas card. Uh, Rick Remender, I mean, obviously, amazing dude. Have to have I Steve wanna, back on at some point this Of year. course. He can get Steve here, you know, and all those guys. Uh I'm going to try to reach out to some of the guys that follow me on Twitter, maybe get some movie stars in here, some friends that follow us, and see if we can get them on here and have them talk about their love of comics, and some of them are in comic TV shows. Yeah. Yeah, we do, we do know a few actors on uh, different TV shows and stuff like that. Uh, getting some of those guys on would be pretty cool. Definitely an avenue we haven't really explored yet. Um, we could always try to get more comedians on, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had Kevin Bartini that one time. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, if we, especially if we could find a comedian who's actually into comics, I think it would be entertaining. Hey, he can write a whole spiel on me about going to Walmart now. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, spent all my damn time there. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think we have a lot of big things planned for this year. Uh, we're just going to have to watch and see it all unfold. Yeah, of course. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, those are pretty good resolutions. Yeah. I want to have more followers on Twitter, me personally. <laughs> is that really a resolution? <laughs> Twitter is not an addiction I, think I, think, I thought that was your, uh, your motto for life. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> resolution is not to tweet so much. <laughs> you have a better chance of not swearing. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, I, I was really hurt because somebody told me it's Christmas, not Xmas. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> you can't say that. No, that was his name. I know. <laughs> really, dude? That's your name and you're calling me out about it? Uh, every time we posted about the uh, Xmas episode, the brutal, brutal Xmas episode, uh, Jesus H. Christ responded and said, It's not Xmas, it's Christmas. You're ruining my birthday. And, uh, <laughs> So I went and I found this uh, document that explains the origin of Xmas and how uh, the first part of the Greek letter for Christ is basically symbolized by an X, and that X basically means Christmas. So I sent him that link, and I said, this explains that they're basically exactly the same thing. Please stop bothering me. (laughs) (laughs) And he did it again, didn't he? And he did it again. So I just every time he did it, I basically responded with the same thing. So I was laughing at you for that. I was like, that's so funny. So I was sitting there in the thinking room, you know, you know what room I'm talking about. (laughs) Which I always say, you never take your phone in with you, but in your own personal one, you can. So I was in there and I looked at my... Oh, you're making a, you're making addendums. What is this, the bathroom bill of rights? No, 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 <laughs> no I, that wasn't the beginning. I said you could take it with you when you're on your own bathroom. That's fine. We'll have to do that. We'll have to do a bathroom bill of rights episode. Bathroom bill of rights. <laughs> so I was in there and I looked at it. And he responded to me twice saying that. It's like, what? 
what? Oh, I was ready just to come at him nasty. It's like, look here. It's like, no, if my mom reads this, she'll be really mad at me. <laughs> Let me pull back on that. So I blocked him. <laughs> I blocked Jesus. H. Christ. High five. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, like, come on, man. You got to have something better to do with your time. Right? I know. I mean, geez, come on. First of all, for, for every great account out there, like Emo Kylo Ren, we get some asshole with his Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> oh, Emo Kylo Ren is freaking hilarious. Yeah, Emo Kylo Ren's the best thing on Twitter. Oh, man. It's just funny. Uh, you follow Daisy? Daisy yes. Oh, God. I follow her. She's freaking hilarious. Yeah, she's really funny. But uh, no, yeah. So like I said, you know. We still, we still got Star Wars fever. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> So, you know, I don't hate on anybody, but come on, man. It's, it's ridiculous. No one's trying to be all stabbing somebody's religion or crapping on them here and there. I mean, that's not us. That's ridiculous. Come on. Get a grip. And it was actually pretty interesting that you found that because I went out and read that. It's like, oh, pretty sweet. It took like 30 seconds on Google. It, it Shut t- up, man. I don't know. <laughs> it, took me, it took me less time to find that than it took him to make that account. Troll people <laughs> for saying Xmas. I know, right? Wow. Anyway, what you got next, brother? Uh, so now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. First one of 2016. Why don't you tell me a funny story? Well, this guy named Jesus F. Christ was... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So I go into Target. I have a good time with the wife. You know, we're shopping. The boys aren't here. They're gone. You know, we're just, I think I know how this one ends. Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just hanging around talking. And I, took, I saw Daryl. Daryl Dixon. Yeah. And I know how much you love you him. You saw him at Target? No. This is the- was he hiding behind the linens and things, shooting his crossbow at people? Or? No, he was not. It was a picture, a big old poster. Oh, and you I- mean you were walking around Target with your phone, using the free Wi-Fi, tweeting. Shut up, man. You can't help yourself. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> it's for the show. No. It's, it's all. A- What's but your I- phrase? It's I- all about comedy. It is all about comedy. That's what I do with my That's phone. more believable than it's all about the show. <laughs> that, that's a flat out lie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can't call me out like that, man. <laughs> Same way I'm with the New wife. You hear all the truth. No, all, the truth all the time. That, I didn't think it was going to be brutal. <laughs> so anyway, I'm with the wife, and I see this poster of Daryl Dixon. I almost bought it for you. I really did. I said, "Oh, I just got a funny idea." She goes, "What are you going to do?" So I took a picture. She goes, "My wife goes, why are you taking a picture of a man? It's Daryl <laughs> from The Walking Dead, and Justin hates him. I got this, and I got this this uh, thing where I can do my own memes." And my wife goes, "Oh, you mean it's not a meme?" Because I called it a meme one time. I remember. Because my daughter made fun of me for that, and she started laughing at me. Anyway, so I started breaking out, and I said, I can be your hero, Justin. And I said it to you. <laughs> and, I, and I started thinking to myself, God, I wish you were here in this store. And we come around the candy aisle, and who do we see? Us? Yeah. <laughs> we, we were walking in, and uh, we saw a blue Kia. And uh, there goes, is that Miguel's car? And I said, no, there's some shitty bumper sticker on the back. I don't think it's him. What? <laughs> and then uh, it It's was- a Marine sticker. <laughs> 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 not that one, the other one. What other one? The one that's on the window. There's nothing on the window. Maybe there's two Kias then. There might have been two Kias. There might have been because mine only, I don't have any stickers on this Because there's, there's like a Lamb Chop sticker on the back of this one. Or oh, something. that's not mine then. <laughs> I was like, Lamb Chop. I was like, I don't think that's Miguel. There's some ridiculous bumper sticker on the back of there. And uh, we walk in and I notice there's a, now a huge sign on the front door that wasn't there last week that says, now offering free Wi-Fi. And I said, well, it wouldn't surprise me if Miguel is here now. <laughs> nice. He can basically sense them when these signs go off. <laughs> I already knew Target had free Wi-Fi before we, they put the sign we up. We walk in and I look at my phone and I see that got tweeted. And uh-huh. I was like, Ugh, fuck Daryl. <laughs> took two steps and then what do I see? Your fat ass come around the my corner. My fat ass. <laughs> my slimming body. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was doing exercise. I was walking around Target. <laughs> you know how people walk around the mall? 
was walking around Target. Oh, you were not power walking around Target. <laughs> so why don't you get on with your story about how you're not a fat ass? <laughs> you're not funny. <laughs> Still in my, making an anticlimactic here. Uh, uh, anyway, so uh, I see you, and I just thought it was pretty funny. We start talking. You know, it's like it's like seeing your brother. I mean, basically, you're like my brother. And so I see it's like it's always anytime I see you, it's comedy, it's funny. And I know I was looking at your face because I was so happy about my tweet. And you looked at me like, you bitch. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm, I want to relax. So I lean up against the shelf. And uh, so that's all I was doing was just leaning. At first. And, at first. <laughs> and then I decided to sit down. I was going to do something. There was a reason why I sat down. I just can't remember why. It was like one of these middle aisle shelves, uh, one of the big middle aisle shelves. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like an end cap. And they had, uh, luckily for you, all they had on there was like placemats. Thanks. Luckily for me. <laughs> yeah, no, because I could have been injured. Oh, yeah, or could have, could have broken something and had to buy it. Shut up. I would have just walked away. <laughs> so anyways, not to hijack your funny story, but uh, you took uh, a seat on the, the shelf. Mm-hmm. Not even half a second, the thing collapses. <laughs> and it, it, it's, not even, it's not even like it just fell off the rack. Like, it, it bent. <laughs> Thanks, man. The one side, it was, it was a faulty shelf. Because these shelves can normally hold you. And so the one end kind of bent a little bit. They're not designed to hold 300 pounds? I'm not 300 pounds. <laughs> so I put it back in there, and it just was crooked the whole rest of the way. You warped the hell out of that sign. <laughs> and then you're like, this is funny. Your wife almost walked away. <laughs> she was crying so hard, she said she almost wet her pants. And then you were laughing. You're like, this is comedy. I don't have to do anything. And what do you do, you ass? You break out your phone. Of course. And you take a picture of that. And you take your picture of me while I'm trying to fix it. Of course. <laughs> and what did you tweet? Your fat ass broke a shelf or what? I forgot what it was. I said it's elf on the shelf, not fat on the shelf. No, yeah, that's right, you <laughs> bastard. And everybody was laughing at me. Uh, at least I didn't rip my pants. It could have been funnier. I think I shit my pants. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I'll add on to this. Weeks before this, I was in my brother-in-law's house. And we're celebrating Christmas. Christmas, you happy there, there, Jesus H. Christ? <laughs> so it's Christmas. And uh, my uh, niece, by marriage, is a funny girl. Like my wife says, I'm her new plaything. She likes to pick on me a lot. Is she older than 17? Just yes. Ba- <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> anyway, she, she came out of nowhere and pounced on me, like to push me down. I mean, she like wrestling move. <laughs> we broke the couch. The couch went, snap. And her brother... My nephew was sitting in the kitchen next to where my wife was at. Did you hear that? Hear what? I don't think couches are supposed to hold that much weight. I don't think couches break. <laughs> uh, it went snap. Like, <laughs> so, Remind me again. Why are you making excuses not to go to the gym? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a full-figured, good-looking dude. <laughs> oh, oh you're, you're a plus-size model. I no, no, no. I'm big-boned. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Cartman. <laughs> no, it's just funny. It just made me think about that story earlier. So, yeah, messing around, having fun, and broke the damn couch. Stop sitting on things. <laughs> I'm sitting in your chair. The chair's holding me. Well, yeah, it was bought for me. <laughs> <laughs> if Whoa. It can, if it can handle me, it can handle you. <laughs> so clearly you're fatter than me. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're not fat. <laughs> <laughs> what is this fat you speak of? Uh, <laughs> what'd you do to me in the office? You did. That's orbit, Peter. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You're not even allowed to wear that shirt anymore. Why? You're wearing the what is it? The party? What was those guys' names? Oh, uh, LMFO or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're wearing that shirt that has the monkey on it that says "I work out." That's <laughs> fucking lie, <laughs> lie. 2016 is all about the truth. You need new shirts, man. Nice. You're not allowed to wear that one until it's true. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my funny story. I kind of broke a shelf. I still think the shelf was faulty. 
Well, it is now. Nice. <laughs> oh, and by the way, when we went to the front of the store and I'm sitting on the counter where they have the bags and everything else, my wife's like, don't break it. What is it with you at sitting plate? You can't stand for, for 15 minutes? <laughs> I'm tired, dude. I've been dragging my ass all day. I was exhausted. I told you I didn't you get no sleep. You don't walk, you drag your ass? <laughs> nice. Jesus Christ, man. I've never <laughs> met somebody so lazy. What are you talking about, lazy? You need to get one of those little hoverboards and just have it drive you around everywhere. This is coming from the guy who said, we're going to record at 12 because I need to sleep in. Apparently, you don't have the 18 dogs I got that wake you up in the morning to go pee. Well, to be fair, I was up till 4 a.m. clean, and then everybody came over for New Year's, and I was up till 2.30 in the a.m. cleaning up after the New Year's party. And then the next day, we had to get up at 7 a.m. to take Heather's car to the, the shop. So, yeah, today I wanted to sleep in excuses. a little bit. That's what I hear, excuses. I didn't go to bed till like 1 in the freaking morning. Got up at 4 because a dog jumped all over me. Then I got up at 6 again. I didn't get to sleep at all. Nobody said you had to have eight dogs. That's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I was sleeping, and the wife was taking the dog out, and he just pounced on me. I was like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, my wife's like, God damn it, Lucky, get over here. And she, she took him out. I was like, I was like what what happened? <laughs> and I went back to I rolled over and went back to sleep. But it's freaking hilarious. And I looked I came in the I came in the bedroom after I showered. I was like, okay, which dog jumped on me? <laughs> he goes lucky. I, was like, I thought I was having a bad dream there for a while. <laughs> nice. There's another funny story where a dog tramples man to death. <laughs> You're still alive. Yeah, I know. I see you. My gut saved me. <laughs> Yeah, that was the funny part. The way he was standing, he looked like he was on top of a mountain. You've been conquered. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's my funny stories. I'm done. All right. Well, let's move on to this week's uh, comics, movie, and TV news. All right. There's not a whole lot, so uh, we'll try to get through these pretty quick. Okay. What do you want to do first? Give me comics. Comics. Uh, Marvel is going to be releasing an ongoing book in April called The Unbelievable Gwenpool. <laughs> I think it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it to come out. Is she going to be wearing pink and white? And hood? Of course. Oh, great. This is going to be awesome. The holiday special, the Gwynpool holiday special, was actually pretty damn funny. Um, What I've seen of Gwynpool and Howard the Duck has actually been pretty funny. I don't mind the way the character is written. I don't like the costume because it's very much just a cheesy ripoff of Spider-Gwen. Uh-huh. Like, why, why would two different Gwens from two completely different universes that are two different people in those universes wear the same costume? It doesn't make sense to me. We are Gwen. I guess. <laughs> uh, maybe that's next. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, I was in the sarcasm thing. How do you like I that? definitely like Gwenpool more than I like Spider-Gwen, uh, but I still don't know about an ongoing with her. Yeah. Uh, especially, it's called the Unbelievable Gwenpool. Unbelievable. Oh! Yep, it might be doo doo. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, Comic book resources, as most uh, news sites did, did a top ten list for 2015. Uh, Did you read it? Do you know what their top ten comics were from last year? (laughs) Okay, well I got them written down here. This CBR, right? This CBR, uh, just to make some comparisons to our lists. All right. Uh, Number ten was the Fade Out. Who? Uh, Ed Brubaker's book. I haven't read. The Fade Out, uh, but everybody says how good it is. I've heard that for a long time, so I imagine it probably deserves the spot. Okay. I like Velvet a lot, so I probably would enjoy The Fade Out. I need to read it. Okay. Uh, Number nine, Fish Planet, which I thought was pretty damn funny. And I can certainly see that being in the top ten books. Okay. Uh, Number eight was Omega Men. Huh? Which I don't really know very much about. I had heard good things, but uh, I'm not familiar with any of the characters and just hadn't had time to check that one out, so I don't really know about that. Number seven is Step Aside Pops, which is like one of those one-shot graphic novel kind of things. Uh, supposedly, it's really funny. So clearly, they didn't break their 
They didn't do like we did. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, they don't break their stuff down. They just do like a top 10 or top 100 list, but these are the top 10. Okay. Uh, number six was Paper Girls, which I thought was kind of weird. Uh, you know, Paper Girls was good, but it wasn't great. Like, yeah. The first issue was really good, and then the issue two and three were just kind of eh. And it was only three issues. Yeah. I think that's kind of ridiculous to put a book that only had three issues in your top 10 list. Yeah, I know. You dogged me for that. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and it was more than that. It was just more than it wasn't just the run of the three issues for me. It was the fact that it already had some issues already out before from the previous run, but they, you know, it, the new run started in that time. Right, but I mean the thing. But no, I, yeah, there was nothing. We, we're we're fans who do this show. You know, we're fans of the industry. We're fans of the writers. We're fans of the artists and stuff. But by no means are we quote unquote professional journalists or anything. So for for a site like CBR, which is supposedly professional yeah. level. To release a top ten list that includes a book that's only three issues deep, it seems a little hokey to me. Shady. Especially when you hear the rest of the list. Okay. Um, number five was Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which I'm a huge fan of Squirrel Girl. I like the character a lot. The book itself has been very slow. Like, there's some, there's some funny moments for sure. It's not a terrible book by any means, but it shouldn't be near anyone's top ten list, I don't think. It should be like number 44 on the list or something. Like, it's good, but it's not anywhere near great. It's a fun read, what you're saying. It's a fun read, but it's not even fun. It can never be taken seriously enough to be in the top 10. Right. And it's not not fun enough to be in the top 10, I don't think, because the writing suffers from too much dialogue and and too much going on. Um, My personal opinion. Okay. Number four was Star Wars. Totally agree that that should be in everybody's top 10 list. I feel like Star Wars was fantastic last year. Number three is March Book Two. I read March book one. I haven't read March book two yet, but book one was f- fantastic. So I imagine book two is as well. Uh, number two is Miss Marvel, which comes down to preference. I think um, anything could have been that number two slot. It could have been Batman. Could have been Miss Marvel. Could have been any number of good books. Miss Marvel is a very good book that tackles some very big social issues, and I feel like that deserves that spot. Whatever. Number one is Saga, which just because it was good the last two years doesn't mean that it had to be good last year, right? <sighs> You know what this is, right? Whoever did this at CBR is an idiot. It, it's basically, I want to be, I want to stand out because he's got, he's got the numbers, whoever he works for. It, Saga should not have been number one. No way in hell this year. Saga was really good. Saga's always been good. But this last year, the last like 12 issues or so, it's been good but not great. It definitely fell off a little bit after that time jump. After she became a little bit older and the divorce happened and the parents split up and all that stuff, like it, it lost whatever magic it had, I feel like. It's still a good read. It's just not great anymore. And it's nowhere near anybody's number one. It didn't even make our top five, I don't think. No. Nowhere near this time. I, I think this person was biased, worse than we are. I mean, seriously, you work at this place and you have the ability to buy all these books and read and you have no freaking clue. <laughs> seriously. Squirrel at number five? Paper Girls at number six. I'm going to hate to say this, but this person looks like they were trying to make a statement. I'm going to pick all these type of books that fit this kind of genre. They definitely like. picked a lot of politically correct books, I guess. Well, where the hell is Midnighter? For the top ten, but uh, Midnighter is excluded. Uh, it's, probably, it's probably in the top 20, I'd imagine. Where the hell is Batman? Maybe they're not a Batman fan. Why, because Batman's been around forever? I, people hate Batman for some reason. I don't understand it. Saga, though. Saga's the issue. That's what I wanted to talk about, because... It was good, but it was nowhere near great, and it should not be anybody's number one for the last year, unless it was the only book you were reading. Man, the only book I agree in this is Star Wars. I, Miss Marvel would probably be somewhere in there, but not that high. 
I agree with that. I mean, early on, yes. Okay, she's a new Spider-Man. She's amazing. She's great. She's fine. And as soon as we got to like issue 15, 16, it lost its luster to me. It, it, it didn't have what it had at the beginning. Yeah. And it just seemed like a regular comic book. Same thing happened with Bitch Planet. I feel like the first four issues were like groundbreakingly good. And then five and six were just kind of okay. I mean, if you're taking everything into consideration and you're looking at every issue that got released last year, Bitch Planet was good, but I don't think it was near as good as some of the other titles that came out. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything away from Saga. But when Saga first came out, and the next year after that, and it was winning all those awards, it was freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand, people have got to understand that no one's going to be able to do four amazing years or three amazing years of back-to-back-to-back-to-back issues. There's There's going to be a lull. Well, okay. Fiona Staples... Artwork has not suffered at all. It no, 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 no. Saga is still one of the most beautiful books on the market. Fiona Stable's artwork is phenomenal. She's incredibly talented. Brian K. Vaughn is still an incredible writer. I just feel like the story and the characters in the story have lost some of the magic that made them exciting in the beginning. Well, because they're also telling more. There's more. Well, they took that giant time jump. Yeah. So now you have to take the time to tell the story again so the characters aren't the same as they were uh-uh. three years ago like their their personalities have changed they're different people they're in different places and the thing that kept them together the family unit and the desire the desire to remain together and survive together is gone and now it's a completely different story and the story they're telling now is not as compelling as it was when they were all together true and when they jump again it may go back i mean there's not to say that sire can't reclaim its glory oh no I mean, it's, it's a very good story, and there's a lot of really good and interesting characters in the story. I just feel like in 2015, it was just okay. I mean, we can, t- we can say the same thing with Walking Dead. First came out, it was like, okay. Well, Walking and then, Dead and then kind of like, had so many ups and downs. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. Yeah, and Saga's the same way. It can't just consistently be the best because it was the best two years in a row. Like, the art is still top-notch. I think Fiona's amazing. But the story has been on a downswing. And to say that it was the number one book is is false. Yeah, very false. I think that CBR probably should next year maybe break it down, do it a little bit different. I mean, they can have their top ten overall, but they could probably have their top ten indie, top ten big two, and top ten miniseries, and then they can take those and put them in the Well, they, they do a, a top 100 list. I'm just oh. going over the top ten because they oh. release them in segments. Oh, okay. They do, like, starting December 1st, they do, like, the top 100 through 90, and they do 89 through 80. And every, every, like, three days they release whatever. But the top one through ten just came out on the 31st. I think they just, I think the person did it just, you know, just phoned didn't really in. care. Yeah, phoned it in. That's possible, too. They were just like, well, Saga was already good, so I'll just go ahead and give it to that. Yeah. Certainly possible. Such and a disservice. Because I, of who they I are. already like Brian K. Vaughn, so I'll just go ahead and give Paper Girls a spot, too. I mean, it's a disservice. Because seriously, I mean, granted, you and me, we do our top five, whatever. It's you and me. Mm-hmm. Comical and comical podcast, too. We ain't nobody. We're just two regular fat guys we're sitting in, yeah, we're, we're two fans. regular fat guys sitting in a chair podcasting in an office that people actually tend to listen to us, which is cool. This guy's We're fans who who read as much as we can because we love comic books. This is a guy who obviously loves comic books as well, but he gets paid to love comic he's books. He's supposed to be the quote paid, unquote yeah, expert. He's, he's a professional. He's supposed to have read everything and then make an educated decision based on reading everything, but it's pretty apparent by some of these lists that they don't read everything. You know who could probably give a good list? Matthew McConaughey gave us a good list. Of what? <laughs> no, that's just my point. Lincoln's? Nice. <laughs> I like a navigator's better than this bugger. <laughs> All right, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> no, no, seriously, man. He, I think you're right. Phoned it in. Yeah. So anyways, that was that was it for comics. I just right, wanted man. to bring that to everybody's attention that I disagree. You wanted to rob me up. I, uh, I, I think there should be some ethics in comics journalism. 
<laughs> or at least some checks and balances to make sure the people that are writing these kind of things don't phone them in because different companies that give these awards, I'm sure they look at people's top 100, top 10 list and then kind of make their decisions based on those kind of opinions. So this kind of stuff matters. I mean, it matters to me. I want to see the books that I think are the best actually get their acknowledgement. Oh, yeah, definitely. Your, your top five, you named some books that get no press, no love whatsoever, and they were freaking amazing. I, I mean, my top five are who they were and different things and whatnot, but because they were the books that spoke to me the most. But the ones you mentioned, I loved reading too. I mean, you said it, Jesus Christ, read 120 some odd books. Mm-hmm. Small press books, by, we can never go home. That's what I'm talking about. We stand on guard. I mean, you got to give these books a chance. Yeah, man. I thought We Stand on Guard was better than the Saga or Paper Girls. Like, that should have been in the top ten. Like, that was Brian K. Vaughn's best book of the year. Yeah, where's Nailbiter? Well, I'm, I'm, definitely, biased. I'm definitely biased when it comes to Nailbiter. I mean, I think Josh Williamson is such a fantastic writer. I love everything about his style, but it's not for everybody, and the horror aspect of it turns a lot of people off. So I can, I can understand that opinion does play into this somehow, but I think if you're going to be opinionated and, and you know vocal about what you think is the best or whatever, you got to have some kind of reasoning behind it, and putting something like this together where Saga's number one after the mediocre year that it, what, that it mm-hmm. produced... Um, doesn't really lend itself to that. Would it make you feel better if the person who did this, like when they drop their top ten, like if they go on the website, if they gave the description of why, like we do, like oh, they, number they five do. was this because of this, this, and this. Number ten was it was weak. It's there, it but just, it was weak. It did. It didn't hold any water. Doesn't hold it's any full, water. I got no. you. Yeah, that sucks. I think the horror genre thing has got to get more love than what it's getting, it. and I think with stuff like the out uh, the outcast coming out to TV, eventually, uh, I think that's going to help. I think nobody should be a TV series as well. That'd be so creepy. <laughs> I would never sleep. <laughs> I'd be scared shitless. Yeah, it would be amazing. Oh, well. oh, well, that's cool. Anyways, that's it for comics. What All right, man. Next? Movies or TV? I want some TV. All right. Uh, Supergirl executive producer Andrew Kreisberg has confirmed on one of Kevin Smith's podcasts that they're going to have Bizarro show up in the show sometime this season. Okay. That's kind of cool. I like that. Uh, Me, Bizarro, think yeah. Superman fake. <laughs> I think Bizarro could be real interesting to see on TV. Who's going to play Bizarro? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, you don't have that casting for me? Damn, you got every other casting for me. <laughs> Not today. Oh, it's going to be the Bizarro from Smallville. <laughs> Tom Maybe. Maybe. Well, they could also end up being like Bizarro Girl, like the Bizarro Supergirl. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but the the guy behind it all said for sure Bizarro is going to be on. Sweet. That's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, Kristen Bell is going to be guest starring on iZombie sometime this season. I really like her. Yeah, she's, she's I think she's, she's funny. She, yeah, she's very likable. I was never a big fan of Veronica Mars, and a lot of people... Uh, not, like, not that big of a show, no. People like iZombie because it has a similar feel to Veronica Mars. Um, I think it's way better, honestly. Like, Veronica Mars I could not get into, but I like iZombie. Um, and I, I do like Kristen Bell. Most of the movies I've seen her in, I've really enjoyed her, so... I think it'll be kind of cool to see her on that show. I like her for most of the movies, too. I've, some of the stuff she's been on TV, I really didn't care for. But when it, what, during the movies, and have you seen her interact on some other places? She's pretty funny. Uh, some, some disheartening news. Uh, George R.R. Martin has come out and said that he is not going to finish the sixth book of A Song of Ice and Fire before season six of Game of Thrones starts. So uh, this is going to be the first time probably ever that a TV series based on a book... Uh, is going to release information about the book before the book even comes out. Wow. Are they actually going to do that? Yeah. Season 6 is going to come out in April, and uh, it's going to 
tell the next step in the story. So did he give them the information so they can do it, or yeah, the they, TV just going to make it up? No, they know. They know what the basic plot is going to be, but he doesn't have the book finished. It's not so how bad is it going to hurt him in sales? Probably not at all. You don't think so? People are going to want the book still? There's a lot in the books that's not in the Oh, yeah, the that's TV true. Very, you're right. Okay. Um, I mean, I've been a fan of Song of Ice and Fire for years, since like 2003, way before the, the TV series started. So I was really looking forward to the book coming out, way more so than the TV series, but it is what it is. Yeah, still love the show. Kind of disheartening. Yeah. That's going to tell me he's somebody. And when you said him, I thought you were going to tell me he died. Like, what? <laughs> uh, on, on a lighter note, though, uh, Daredevil Season 2 has been confirmed for a March release. Yes. So we only got to wait three months. Sweet. I'm excited about that. Oh, hell yeah. Punisher, baby. That's pretty fast. Yeah. So we got Deadpool uh-huh. in February and Daredevil in March. Mm-hmm. 2016 is looking good already. <laughs> Walking Dead is in there somewhere, isn't it? Eh, who cares? Fear the Dead too, right? Yeah, it's probably in there somewhere. Nice. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> well, that's it for TV. Hey, is uh, Jessica going to show up on Daredevil? It's possible. That'd we, be pretty we, cool, we, right? we don't know yet, but probably it's possible. Oh, yeah, I got to give you props again. Jessica Jones was great. I enjoyed it. You finally watched it. I watched it all the way through, yes. It took me some time, and I apologize for taking for a long time. Too much going on, but it was really good. Yeah. Pearl Man, probably the best villain we've seen so far in any Marvel Cinematic show. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Really good show. I enjoyed it. Can't wait for season two. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, so movies. Um, Gregory Sarkow has released concept art for the upcoming X-Force movie, uh, which reveals the potential lineup for the movie. Okay. Uh, I actually really like this team. It's Cable, Domino, Warpath, Feral, and Cannonball. Huh. So it's very true to the old team. I mean, we, we don't have Boom Boom. Yeah. And no Richter. <laughs> and no Shatterstar. But we got like the core, yeah, which I think is awesome. So you know who's showing up, don't you? A oh, Deadpool's definitely going to show up. Yeah, but you know who's showing up? Bishop. <laughs> probably, probably not. Not now. <laughs> no, he, may, he might show up in the new Mutants movie, though. Yeah, that's sweet. Love Cable. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to an X Force movie. I've always been an X Force fan, so I think that's pretty cool. I love that Farrell is one of the team members. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like she was going to be somebody that was maybe overlooked, like they were just going to put somebody that wasn't going to require a lot of makeup or CGI or something there, but. I can't wait to see them try to do Feral on TV. <laughs> I'm curious how they're going to cast Domino. Domino will be the easy one. Uh, I might, you know, you know me. I might hate it. <laughs> Cannonball and Feral yeah, Cannibal, yeah. are going to be the hard ones. Cable, Cable, Cable's always going to be a hard one. But we'll find out pretty soon who Cable's going to be because I'm sure he's going to be in Apocalypse. Tom Harding, baby. Let's hope not. <laughs> I like Tom Harding, but he doesn't fit that. He doesn't fit Cable. Adam West. <laughs> oh God, let's hope not. <laughs> Shucks, guys. <laughs> Gee, Willikers, I think we should go this way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, last piece of movie news Star Wars The Force Awakens is currently at $1.29 billion and rising. It is now the eighth highest grossing film of all time. That's it? Eight? In 13 days? Oh, see, I thought it was going to destroy faster. <laughs> well, it made over a billion dollars in like less than two weeks. That's, that's insane. It's pretty awesome. And that's just. Movies and mm-hmm. it hasn't even been released in China yet. It's like the second largest market for entertainment in the world. Uh, that's not even counting merchandising or anything, any of that stuff. I'm sure if, with merchandising included, it's like another at least another billion or two. Oh, <laughs> money making machine, man. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I think uh, George Lucas got ripped off. <laughs> he sold it to Disney. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> he came should, out not mad, not happy. He, he got four billion for it. Uh, and they're going to make that back on the first movie and then some. Mm-hmm. And then every movie after that, they're going to make a shitload as well. He should have asked for more. 
<laughs> you got robbed. You got robbed. Four billion and you got robbed. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I, I've said it before. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the highest grossing movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you called it. It will get there. It's not it's not far off. It's like every day I look and try to see where it's at too, because I want I, I want it to shatter it so bad. Oh, it's already shattered pretty much every record it can shatter. It had the highest grossing uh, Christmas day of any of all time, mm-hmm. highest uh, midnight release of all time, highest first weekend of all time. What else? I, I highest first week of all time. Like it's, it's done literally everything except be the number one movie of all time, and it's already in the number eight spot after less than two weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other contenders in that had like a full three months to reach that spot. Hey, I thought it was funny when you looked at the money. It's like it's this behind it's, it's behind Jurassic Park. I mean, excuse me, Jurassic World by this much. And you're like, it took Jurassic World this many months to make that, and it took this movie 13 days. Yeah, damn, <laughs> <laughs> money making machines. So I know, right? I'm just I'm I'm giddy sitting here watching it rise. <laughs> like I can't like. You're tired of Fern Gully and it, Titanic. It, it's I get almost it. as entertaining as actually watching the movie. Just watching, <laughs> watching it displace all these other movies that were subpar. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't like Fern Gully? <laughs> I don't like the Titanic. I'm the king of the world. Fuck, fuck Avatar and it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's Fern Gully origins. Very nice. So that's it for news. I want to remind everybody, if you like the show, to go out there and follow us on our social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. On Twitter, I am at Comical Podcast. Even though I'm very rarely on. I'm at Comical Podcast, too. <laughs> Why are you laughing, man? Very rarely on. What, like eight hours a day you're not on? Nah, yeah, when I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, we are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So if you listen to us on one of those platforms, please leave us a review. The more that we get, the more people find out about the show, and the more people uh, support us. Five stars, man. Five stars. That's right, five stars. Max stars. Max <laughs> And uh, that's pretty much it, guys. So, Happy New Year. Happy you're here with us. And uh, we'll see you next week. We're blowing this up. And don't forget, keep on laughing, bitches. She's only 17. Let's hope not. You're going to jail.